Today is Friday, June 30th, 2023. Victory laps! Are you sick of winning? The Supreme Court just struck down Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness communism and also protected Christianity and the rights for religious people to worship and practice as individuals. Oh man, I'm sick of winning. No, I'm not. Chairman demands testimony from U.S. Attorney and Hunter Biden probe and Alan Dershowitz joins the show. What a great day for Dersh to be on the show. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. We're going to get to all of the important news for you in just one moment here, ladies and gentlemen. And we got a packed show for you because these Supreme Court decisions were just handed down seconds ago. How do we stay energized for the show? I got to tell you, I talk a lot about caffeine, but I also talk a lot about protein. I am a man that needs my testosterone. I am a man that needs my muscles to lift my children and walk up the stairs and be a good father and be a present host for you every single day. And to do that, you need strength. And where do I get my protein? From more. Moink Box. Moink. M-O-I-N-K. Box. Moink Box sends me delicious meat that comes not from China and is not pumped full of chemicals, but comes from the American farm, ladies and gentlemen. The American farm tastes better. These are real farmers, real Americans, small farmers that they source their meat from. Their bacon is the best bacon I have ever had in my life. I can tell you this, you do not want that dirty Chinese pork. And you know that China owns like 60% of the pork processing in America? No, 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 no. You need to go to Moink right now. M-O-I-N-K. Moinkbox.com slash Benny. M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Benny. Get yourself some meat. It's what's for dinner. Ladies and gentlemen, what's for dinner right now on the show is a bunch of lib tears, okay? They, it, is fill, it is filling my cup overflowing in my cup is liberal tears, ladies and gentlemen, because right now, seconds ago, I mean, literally, we're just getting these reports in. We had to change again the entire show for you this morning. Right now, seconds ago, the leftists are flooding every street in America. Get your rubber dinghies out with their salty, salty lib tears. And ladies and gentlemen, what are they crying about? Well, the old First Amendment. The old First Amendment has been upheld in the Supreme Court. Here we go. Oh, actually, that's not the, that, that isn't the First Amendment. Here we go. First Amendment. And by the way, I want to let you know that Rolls-Royce is out. So if you want to yell at Rolls-Royce in the comment, don't do it. Rolls-Royce is out. He is uh, in Tallahassee with his dad watching him get sworn in, which is super based. Good for him. Rolls-Royce's father uh, is getting sworn in today. Ryan Chamberlain, we wish them well. The First Amendment has been upheld in Congress today, and we're going to talk through what the Supreme Court actually did. We're going to talk through what it means for you and me and what a glorious day it is. The First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, prohibiting the free exercise thereof, that's a big one, or abridging the freedom of speech, the press, or the right of free people to peaceably assemble, petition the government, and redress the grievances. Well, you have some issues there with January 6th, but that's not what this show is about. This show is about the free exercise thereof of religion. And that gets us to our first massive case today. Breaking the Supreme Court rules in favor of Christian designer in gay wedding website case. I want to leave out the like gay wedding website stuff because what they're trying to do is they're trying to take culture war issues and agitate them against Christianity and religious people. We should reject this framing, okay? This ain't a, this ain't, this ain't about somebody's this this ain't about like who who you choose to sleep with or whatever like this ain't about that. 
This is about the establishment clause inside of our Constitution, and are you free to practice your religion? Does the state decide which groups have rights, or do we all have rights as individuals? Muslim, Jew, Christian, atheist, tree worshiper, whatever. Do you, as an individual, have an individual conscience, and shall you be judged individually? And whoo, hot, smoking damn, this, this Supreme Court is delivering tasty, molten treats from a piping hot oven that says, yes, you are in fact an individual. Yes, you will be judged individually by your Lord at the end of your life based on what you do. No, you should not be judged as a group. No, you should not be judged as a, as a color of your skin, as they decided yesterday, and we did an entire show on affirmative action. Yes, you should be allowed the freedom of your conscience, the freedom of your religion, the freedom to act and to behave and to be what the founding document declared you have a right to be, which is a free man created equal by God. In this ruling, they said that a Christian who disagrees with the agenda of alphabet people that were trying to bully her into designing something for them don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You and your conscience and your religion, it supersedes someone's demands, terroristic demands upon you to work for them. You're not a slave is what this ruling says. And it's a 6-3 ruling, which is monster ruling, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, secondarily, the Biden administration uh, got ta got punched right in the pee pee by the Supreme Court, canceling their bailout to a bunch of deadbeat students who have student loans. Uh, there are multi millions of them, and they got absolutely clobbered on this one, six three as well. Jonathan Turley is one of our favorite experts when it comes to this stuff. Uh, again, we are uh, royceless on this show, so I am. Uh, we're, the show's going to look a little bit different here today uh, because we're going to be we're going to be working with a di with a uh, different crew who's awesome. And Jerry's also Jerry's helping me man the clips here on the show and the great ALX also in the background. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Turley talking about this ruling and what a value it is to Christians, religious people, that the Supreme Court came down on the side of common sense, religiosity, and the freedoms entitled to us in our Constitution. Turley, take it away. It does. This is a momentous victory for free speech. I've been following this case since it was in front of the Tenth Circuit, uh, and the Tenth Circuit gave a full-throated endorsement of the right of this Colorado commission to force this website uh, designer not only to take these uh, contracts, but also to take down statements on her own website about her religious beliefs. Uh, Justice Gorsuch uh, has said that that is all unconstitutional. I cannot uh, express uh, how important this case is for the First Amendment. For years, many of us have argued that the court was approaching these cases wrongly. In the Masterpiece Cake Shop case that you referred to, the court took an exit ramp and actually threw him back to this commission. And that guy languished there for years. 
uh, trying to defend his religious rights. Many of us have argued that these cases should not be religion clause cases, but free speech cases. They are free speech cases. So, ladies and gentlemen, let it be known that the Supreme Court has defended free speech and defended religious liberty today, along with eradicating systemic racism from academic institutions yesterday. There's only one person that you have to thank for all of this, by the way, and we just got to pause our show to say it. We said it yesterday. If you're proud of these decisions, then you must take your hat off, hold it over your heart and say, thanks, Trump. Thanks, Don. Thanks, man. Because these are the decisions that come as a consequence of us electing Donald Trump in 2016. There would not be a conservative majority on the court. In fact, were it not for Donald Trump today, right now, you and I would be sitting here on this live stream if it wasn't already censored, if we weren't already ripped offline, right, by some Orwellian government censor that the Supreme Court allowed. Yeah, because that protects free speech. It stops hatred. That's what the Constitution does. Constitution is not not meant to protect you from things that hurt your feelings, okay? If we didn't have Trump as president and didn't have fighters like Mike Davis, who joined us on the show yesterday, and did not have the conservative majority on the court, then we would be facing government-mandated racism in affirmative action right now, government-forced constitutional racism, saying white people, Asian people are lesser people in our country. We would be facing total and complete totalitarianism by alphabet cultists saying that forcing effectively every religious person to be their slave. As Jonathan Turley just said, you must work for me. You must take down your religious quotes on your website. That's what they were doing. The court without Donald Trump would have, this is God, by the way, saving our nation. I'm telling you. The court without Donald Trump today would have ruled that every religious person that walks the streets of this country has the capacity to be sued and to be forced with a chain around their neck into slave servitude that violates their religious belief. Take gay out of it. Take your sexuality, whatever, out of it. We're talking about the base violations of your religious beliefs, okay? Whether that's not eating certain meats on certain holidays, whether that's not working during Passover or using electricity or whatever. My wife, for instance, used to work at a uh, Hasidic Jewish uh, hospital. We're not Jewish, but that, that that's the hospital she worked at in Baltimore, Maryland. They were like special elevators because on Saturdays you couldn't touch buttons. You couldn't use electricity, right? It was, it was a very interesting life experience, very interesting culture that. You're talking about people that are coming through into those cultures, if you're Muslim, eating pork, right, for instance, and forcing you to eat pork. Just forcing you to violate every tenet of your religious beliefs. You are existing peacefully practicing your religion, not hurting anyone, and somebody who disagrees with your religion can come in, grab you by the back of the head, and force-feed you their doctrines that are antithetical to your relationship with God. The Supreme Court protected these monsters from doing that to you and to me. Woo!
Thank you. Thank you, Mike Davis. Thank you, Donald Trump. Thank you, Neil Gorsuch. Thank you, Amy Coney Barrett. Thank you, Brett Kavanaugh. Thank you, Justice Roberts. Thank you, Alito. Thank you, Clarence Thomas. Monster rulings here. Monster rulings, okay? Oh, it has been a glorious, glorious little ride here. So here's our uh, here's our article, Breaking the Supreme Court Hands Down, another victory for conservatives. Conservatives have reason to celebrate another major victory. Supreme Court, 6-3 decision. The First Amendment prohibits Colorado from forcing website designer to create expressive designs speaking messages with which the designer disagrees. Just go find another designer. They target Christians. They target Christians. This is the goal here, all right? The background, the decision explained uh, by Greg Price, uh, effectively, effectively here in this tweet, I'm not going to link out here. Positive response from conservative commentators like Megyn Kelly. This is a huge win for free speech. Lori Smith, the web designer, did not want to be compelled by Colorado law to make a same-sex marriage website. Okay, go to another designer. Have you proved that this is the only designer in all of Colorado? I mean, again, like, can you sue Chick-fil-A for not being open on Sundays? Hold on. Can I sue Chick-fil-A for not being open on Sundays? I met... That might be a lawsuit that I sign on to. Would you join me in that lawsuit? I want Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. They don't open on a Sunday because they're run by Christians. Okay, although they've had some very dodgy decisions as of late. But nonetheless, that's why, historically, because the Kathy family doesn't want to be open uh, during Sunday, which is a holy day for Christians. So can I sue them to force them to open up? Because that is annoying to me. I would like a fried chicken sandwich, please. You must now open Chick-fil-A. That's what this would open it up to. This is legitimately the line of attack that the left is taking on religion. Are you awake yet? This is a big win, says Megyn Kelly, who is herself a lawyer. The Colorado Baker won 7-2 under the free exercise clause. But this, with this ruling was needed on free speech grounds. The state does not have the right to force you to speak in a way that aligns with its views, but deny your conscience. It's worth probably linking out on this one. That's so important, man. This is massive. There are little laws being, um, anybody watching from Michigan right now? If you're from Michigan, shout out in the comment section. And shout yourself out in the comment section, wherever you're watching from, because I love all of you equally, uh, as God intended. And as now we can do on this show because affirmative action is D-E-D, dead. There are little laws in Michigan, there's a law in Michigan right now that's going to fine people and imprison them if they create an environment that could be perceived as hateful. Okay? Who do you think that's going to be targeted towards? So this is the Supreme Court effectively saying we are going to crush you like a bug. The government cannot force you to speak in a way that aligns with its views, but defy your conscience in a matter of major significance. Huge, huge, huge. I think of how many circumstances this could potentially apply to. Yeah, it's a monster, monster ruling. Matt Walsh saying, Pride Month has been an absolute disaster for the cult. They've taken L after L after L, and now it ends with them losing in the Supreme Court. This is awesome stuff. <laughs> Held! The First Amendment prohibits Colorado from forcing a website designer to create expressive designs, speaking messages with which its designer disagrees. The First Amendment protection belongs to all, not just speakers whose motives the government finds worthy. 
way to go. This is, of course, uh, pro that should have been the biggest headline, but this is going to make it actually to the biggest headline. This is probably the... The, the first decision was a moral decision and a constitutional decision. This decision is going to be more like entitled the inside of the electoral pocketbook of people, the gamesmanship of the Biden regime, because what they tried to do, what the Biden administration tried to do is to say, hey, you out there, have you paid a mortgage? Have you ever like taken out a loan? We're going to one, put you in prison if you don't pay back that loan. But we're going to carve out the dumbest possible people, the stupidest possible people, the like pink-haired freakazoids who got underwater lesbian basket-weaving loans from Brown University. They paid $200,000. They are now baristas. And those people who are now in chatteled indentured servitudes to their loans forever because they were stupid and made stupid decisions. We are going to forgive those stupid decisions, even though those are loans that were given to them through Congress, which has the power of the purse. This is also a huge constitutional issue. And the Supreme Court uh, absolutely uh, nut-punched the Biden regime on this one. Supreme Court strikes down Biden $400 billion student loan forgiveness. Justice's rule president does not have the authority to cancel debt of millions in a landmark ruling. More importantly, the justices just upheld the Constitution of the United States that says the Congress has the power of the purse. Six justices ruled that Biden should have gotten approval from Congress for the huge plan. The Congress would never do that, right? Why would Congress never do that? Because you who has to pay a loan on your car, you who has to pay a mortgage, hey, Anyone sitting there with a mortgage? Anyone sitting there with a car payment? You don't get freed of your payments. But these losers who effectively, you have to understand what a cartel this is. What, the, what this is, is it's Biden. These student loans are just a massive, cartelized payout to teachers unions. That's all it is. This is just a investment in the communist training camps of our universities. And boy, universities are taking L after L as well on this front. These universities are little Marxist training camps, and this is a massive payout to them. The government saying that we'll effectively back these student loans. The students go there. They learn nothing of value. They get spat out with $200,000 because they're not good students anyway, and they should have never gone to college. Don't go to college. That's what this should all teach you. You should probably just not go to college. Learn a skill. Come work at my company. Learn a skill. You'll make a better living anyway. You'll be happier. You'll save four years of your life and not be $200,000 in debt. Nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, the student loan fraudulence, the student loan scam is backed by government fiat in order to put billions of dollars into the coffers of our higher education system run by Marxists, unaccountable to you or me, and then the taxpayers on the dole for it. Joe Biden said, hey, I can get everyone, every kid's vote by just canceling that debt. All these little Marxists, they'll all vote for me. I can like essentially buy their votes by, get, by taking a magic wand and liberating them of the sin of their stupidity. Uh-uh, that's not how it works. That ain't how it works. And the, the, the Supreme Court just destroyed Biden in this. Jonathan Turley, again, uh, with the call out 
for what the Supreme Court just did to Joe Biden and his unconstitutional loan forgiveness to try and bail out dumbass students and their communist teachers. Yeah, this is a huge defeat for the Biden administration uh, politically and legally. It is only the latest such defeat and where the president has overreached on his authority. Previously, the president argued that he could use the CDC uh, as the basis for the eviction moratorium during the pandemic, even though many of us said that he clearly lacked that authority. Uh, he went ahead and did it anyway. In fact, he admitted that by the time the courts uh, might strike down his efforts, he could get a lot of money out the door. We are, again, in a breaking news environment here and working uh, as fastly and as swiftly as we possibly can to show you the extreme ownership uh, and the glorious salty, salty tears from libs and leftists today. They are so salty. Holy smokes, did they ever self-immolate on this issue. The left self-immolated on this issue because... The left couldn't keep their clap traps shut. You know, Nancy Pelosi was actually cited in the court's ruling today against the Biden regime. You know that Joe Biden straight up lied about this? Dementia's a hell of a drug, man. Straight up lied that he passed this through Congress. We have Joe Biden's lie on tape. Go. The other piece what we're trying to do is, you're probably aware, I've just signed a law that's being challenged by my Republican colleagues the same people who got PPP loans during the for up to close to, in some cases up to five six hundred thousand dollars they have no problem with that the individuals in Congress got those but um, what we've provided for is if you went to school if you qualify for a Pell Grant you qualify for two thousand I mean excuse me uh, you, you qualify for twenty thousand dollars in debt forgiveness. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get 10000 written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two, and it's in effect. And already, a total of, I think it's now, 13 million people have applied for that service. Oh, okay. Uh, nope. Nope. You didn't actually get it passed by Congress, Joe. In fact, the person in charge of Congress... Rides in on a broomstick every single day. Husband swinging around a hammer back at home, drunk. Ladies and gentlemen, Nancy Pelosi, of all people, was cited, was cited by the majority opinion of the court. Oh, this is sweet, baby. Oh, this is sweet. Hold on, gotta load this. Gotta load this one up. Boom. Can we see it? Oh, yeah. Oh, into my veins. Come on, baby. As then Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi explained, people think that the President of the United States has the power to do debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone, he can delay, but he does not have that power. That's an act of Congress. Oh man, that's got a thing, baby. We have the video, go. People think that the President of the United States, is this more on the subject than you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think that the President of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone, he can delay, but he does not have that power. That would that has to be an act of Congress. Mmm. Ooh, that's gotta that's gotta hurt, baby. That's gotta this is like your bitter ex screenshotting your texts. You said I never want to get back with you, and then they they tweet the screenshots of your late night DMs. Ooh, it's gotta hurt!
Nancy Pelosi is the one who's cited in the Supreme Court ruling saying that these freakish libs with their nose rings and their purple and pink hair and their smash capitalism stickers with $250,000 in loan for a humanities communism study. Oh, oh, Nancy Pelosi is the one cited in the majority opinion saying, no, you got to pay, baby. You got to keep paying. Oh, so good. Somebody do a wellness check on AOC. Somebody do a wellness check on another deeply diseased old man named Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer's response is in, baby. Just uh, just hit the wire uh, one second ago. Chucky boy, take it away. This disappointing and cruel ruling shows the callousness of the mega Republican-controlled Supreme Court. The hypocrisy is clear. As justices accept lavish six-figure gifts, they don't dare to help Americans saddled with student loan debt, instead siding with the powerful, big-moneyed interest. Mmm. Ah. Got it? Powerful, big-money interests. Because Chuck Schumer, senator from New York for about a billion years, has never aligned with powerful, big-money interests. Yeah, that's right. You, you're definitely fighting the establishment there, Chuck. Yeah. You, the, you, the, ain't nobody, no, no, man, ain't nobody uh, ever, nobody from big pharma, big corporations, big defense contractors, none of these people ever sponsored you, Chuck. Jeez, people, it's so, it's so fraudulent. It's so, we need term limits so bad, people. We need term limits so bad. But it is, it is exciting. Chuck Schumer is uh, preparing us. Here's a meme, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Chuck Schumer is preparing us for the new programming. New programming alert for the libs. Okay, hold on. Let's replace the chip. All right, Pride Month's over. Scotus, click. One, two, three, X. DR, five, one, seven. Angry. We're angry now. Yeah. Get ready. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. The libs are coming, and uh, their their takes are uh, molten hot. Okay. Had to had to had to had to show you this tweet. Because it is the greatest thing ever. And we're going to switch over to Biden crime family here. We're not going to lose track of the actual focus. We are like a dog with a bone. We're not going to lose track of our focus here, ladies and gentlemen, on the Biden crime family and on the massive, massive bombshells therein. Because the Biden crime family now apparently has laundered over $40 million. And as we learned earlier this week, every time that they deposited that cash in a different bank account, that's a new federal sentence. Brett Tolman, federal prosecutor, told us that this week. So we may, in fact, see some justice there. But you may be worried about your bank accounts right now, and that is why I suggest that you invest in something other than the stock market and other than the fiat dollar. We got off the gold standard a long time ago in the 1970s. That was a boo-boo. That was a very bad decision. We should not have done that. Is there any gold in Fort Knox? Who knows? It's never been audited, neither has the Federal Reserve. But you can audit your own savings and you can back your own dollars up with real gold. If you have actual physical gold, well, then you don't need to wait for the federal government. 
That is why you should trust my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver if you prefer. You can have it delivered securely to your door. You can hold it in the moonlight. You can sing to it like I do on my front porch. I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a five-star rating company. Triple A from the business, Better Business Bureau, and an A-plus rating from the Business Consumer Alliance. Get $5,000 in free silver with qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com today. Protectwithbenny.com today. Go gold. And don't let Joe Biden play Monopoly with your money. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I do got one or two more quick L's to show you here. Erica Marsh on Twitter. <laughs> you gotta see it. You gotta see it. It's so good. It's so good. Here we go. Today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people, she says. No black person would ever be able to succeed in a merit-based system. Exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. <laughs> it's nice when they just come out and say it. It's nice when they pick up their clan uh, sheets and they expose their faces and just straight up and say it. No black person would ever be able to succeed in a merit-based system. Every single... I, had, I have, like... I have, like group chats of people sending me group chats with their families and their crazy lib wine aunts and they cow you know the, the type the house full of cats cat hair everywhere empty bottles of chardonnay rattling around in their fridge uh with like a mustard bottle and that's it it's so bitter so barren so sad and like they're sending me screenshots from their group chats with their families where it's like uh their liberal wine aunts are like screaming about the affirmative action decision, saying a similar thing to this, right? Effectively just betraying their racism towards whole groups. And as we discussed yesterday, the, the issue today, much as it is with the cake shop or the uh, decision in Colorado to allow the Christian to believe what they believe and just go to another designer, okay? The, the decision is individualism. This country was built on all men created equal, individual man created equal, the individual person and their individual rights, okay? And not to be judged by a whole group, not to be forced out of the Church of England, right? Not to be lumped into a massive sum. You are more, you as an individual, are more valuable than the collective whole of all the people who might have your same skin color. You are an individual soul. You'll be judged individually as a person. And so it's fun to see like sort of the tepid racism exude out of a party that brought us the Civil War, that brought us plantations, that brought us the KKK, that brought us Jim Crow, that brought us segregation, that brought us Brown versus Board of Education, that brought us Plessy versus Ferguson, that brought us the votes in the filibuster against the Civil Rights Act. It was a Democrat party. And now they come out and say it. Now, I will uh, preface effectively here. Oh, that's a good meme. I will press a preface effectively here that th this Erica Marsh, she's allegedly a, uh, a, a Obama and Biden staffer. However, there's a lot of people saying she's a bot. So maybe she's just a troll bot. We're looking into it. We're looking into it. Maybe she's just a troll bot. But ladies and gentlemen, we are also looking into memes like this one. Ooh. Oh, pay up. Pay up. The memes are getting spicy here, babies. And we have memes to go around. Uh, one of the last things I want to one of the last things I want to point out is that Michelle Obama's former classmates at Princeton. This guy's a rabbi. He went to Princeton with with Michelle Obama, and he goes after Michelle Robinson here. Um, 
Michelle Obama tweeted this mewling, uh, sad sack story from one of her mansions. One of her mansions on her private islands. You know, she has a private island in Hawaii. She's got a private island, Martha's Vineyard. Depends on what your definition of private island. I, I, I call private island like you live amongst a bunch of other richy rich people. And so you have a private island, effectively. Like, poor people can't get to it. Ron DeSantis has to fly Venezuelans out to your island for you to see any diversity, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama tweeted from one of her private islands yesterday that she herself uh, was worried that people would think that she got into Princeton because of her skin color. Well, that's a literally, uh, that's an interesting. Michelle Obama should have just stopped with this first line here. Back in college, I was one of the few black students in my campus. I was proud of getting into such a, a respected school. I knew I'd worked hard for it, but still, I sometimes wondered if people thought I got there because of affirmative action. Should have just stopped there. The end. <laughs> Michelle Obama, like, today's Supreme Court rulings we agree with. Nope. Instead, she goes on to mule and to complain and to gripe that nobody with her skin color could ever get ahead in life as she flies private uh, and is driven everywhere in a limousine uh, and uh, f from one of her three mansions on her private islands. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, good good luck. Good luck, lady. Great job in your in your build up to uh to being the Nancy Kerrigan who kneecaps Joe Biden. Uh kneecapping Joe Biden with a lead pipe and then Michelle Obama pops up. The reason I'm showing you this tweet is because her classmates, her former classmates are coming through and just 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 roasting her, right? Just roasting her. It's really worth reading. We don't have enough time on the show to read you the 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 the, the whole thing. Um, but I think it ends, I think it ends super strong here, uh, talking about how schools like Princeton will be better when dedication to hard work is the factors that get you in and not, uh, racism, because that's effectively what Michelle Obama is arguing for, because it's worked great for her. Racism has worked awesome for Michelle Obama. Racism and affirmative action has worked awesome for Katanji Brown-Jackson to get on the Supreme Court. When Joe Biden straight up said, I'm going to put a black person on. You know what that means? When Joe Biden says, I'm going to put a black woman on the Supreme Court, what that means is that 95% of America, black women make up around 5% of America, okay? The population as a whole, black women. That means 95% of America has been discriminated against. Where's the lawsuit against Joe Biden now? There, there should totally be a lawsuit because it's straight up racism, dude. That's you effectively saying that 95% of America, the Asian women, the Hispanic women, the white women, the mixed women, that they aren't allowed on the Supreme Court because you a racist. But that doesn't surprise any of us because Joe Biden is, in fact, indeed a racist, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden did fight corn pop uh, because he had too much pomade in his hair. Joe Biden did take rusty razor blades and try and kill corn pop. We know this. He admitted to it. And maybe Joe Biden will admit to more crimes here. We shall see. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to some of the Biden crimes. Oh, my. Chairman demand testimony from U.S. Attorney Hunter Biden probe other DOJ IRS Secret Service officials. Ooh, this is going to be good. So now the Republicans are demanding that the people who are involved in the cover-up roll through and start giving testimonies to Congress. And what, what do we know? that has broken, the, the Supreme Court's taken a lot of our attention. What we know has broken is David Weiss was not allowed to bring charges. David Weiss, who's the person who was supposed to be investigating Hunter Biden, was not allowed a special counsel. 
We're not saying he's an angel here. He clearly didn't fight for any of this stuff correctly. David Weiss should have been the whistleblower, not these IRS guys. Now we know that this was a complete cover-up by the anointed uh, district attorney, Leslie Wolf, there in Delaware, and that they didn't even question Tony Bobolinsky, who's the damn business partner for the Bidens. So, uh, yeah, we got some problems downtown in Chinatown here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Chairman Comer saying that the only way for us to get to the bottom of this is that we got to drag all these people in and we're going to have uh, a, a nice adult conversation with the people who should have charged the Bidens with crimes. That Republican lawmakers, they are now stepping up their investigation into the alleged mishandling of Hunter Biden's tax case. Now, the House Oversight Committee, the House Judiciary Committee, the House Ways and Means Committee, they're all combining their efforts for this new probe and now requesting transcribed interviews with everyone involved from the U.S. attorney in Delaware to Biden appointed U.S. attorneys in California and D.C. that allegedly now block charges against zero experience Hunter Biden, who's making a fortune, and plus the employees of the FBI, the Secret Service, and the IRS. All right, so Hannity with the update there. The reason why we're using the old Hannity clip is because we had to get to the old Comer clip. Jamie Comer, friend of the show, saying, hey, uh, I'm going to use the T word. Not the old T word. This is treason. Now, why is he saying treason? Because this is the Bidens selling American resources to our geopolitical enemies, like China, like Russia. Hey, nobody likes Russia, right? Okay, we don't like Russia. Why is nobody asking the question as to why Putin was putting $3 million in the bank account of the Bidens via the Moscow mayor? So you don't become mayor of Moscow without Vladimir Putin blessing you. The Bidens were getting dirty, filthy Russian money. Nobody's asking a question about that? No, nobody's like trying to figure out wh why that was happening? We're just going to go, we're just going to go, like the libs, you're just going to go blindly in? You're just going to ignore that fact? Low IQ, low information, controllable sheep. James Comer saying it's treason time. And what does that mean? Impeachment time. Go. The president, uh, and you're making policy decisions to benefit an adversary of the United States. There has to be a, a higher crime absolutely. than bribery, than potentially bribery. Well, I mean, it, it borders on treason, in my opinion. Joe Biden's not been honest about this. He won't explain what his family did to get the millions and millions of dollars. We're having to rely on interviews we've conducted with former associates. Now we're in yeah. the deposition phase of this of this investigation. So people are going to come in and have an opportunity under oath to tell the world exactly what the Bidens were doing to receive all this money and what role Joe played in it. And that's very important yeah. because Joe's always said he had no knowledge of it. Which, and I think the lot. American people are fixing to get an, an eye-opening experience as to what Joe was doing to help receive this money. Here we go, baby. There's the tweet. Jim Jordan, James Comer, Jason Smith requests A.G. Garland make DOJ employees, including Attorney Dave. Attorney David Weiss, Hunter Biden probe available for transcribed interviews before the judiciary. Uh-oh, look at that list of people. Oh, man, they got them all on there. Look at that list of people. Holy smokes. You're going to recognize some names there. Leslie Wolf. this is the person who tipped off the Bidens that there was going to be an IRS raid. Jack Morgan, David Weiss. You got a whole crew on here. They are knocking on the door. And they're getting help. They're getting help from the IRS of all places, man. 
far be it for me to sit here and compliment the IRS, but dude, this Gary Schlafly guy, I want to buy that man a frosty beer. Anything that's not a Bud Light, I will buy you. Gary Schlafly went on CBS and said, we have been blocked from bringing charges. We have been blocked from bringing charges against the Bidens for tens of millions of dollars in unpaid taxes. This is the scandal of our lifetime. It's the biggest presidential scandal in the country's history, and we ain't going to let go of this bone. We are like a bulldog, uh, guys. It's going to get worse. Watch. If you follow the path of where the venue leads you, they went to the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office in March of 2022, and they presented this case to them. Uh, at the same time, of that, same time as that was occurring, they requested discovery from the agents, which is a typical step when they're getting ready to charge. Now, I wasn't in those meetings. I asked to be in those meetings, as did the case agent, so we didn't help present to them. But after that occurred, he was no longer looking to charge in that, in that district. So that's earth-shattering news. Um, it's a Biden-appointed D.C. U.S. attorney, Matthew Graves, would not allow him to charge in his district. So. I didn't learn that fact until October 7th of 2022, so looking back to March of 2022. And that's when David Weiss, in October 7th, 2022, said that the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office had will not allow us to charge there. And then he added that he would request special he requested special counsel authority and was denied. In that meeting, I even had him repeat that because I knew how important that fact was and I wanted to make sure I understood it. So Gary Schlafly deserves the Congressional Medal of Freedom. Gary Schlafly is one of the bravest men living today in this country. Uh, protect this man. This man needs 24-hour security. I will personally donate to his security fund. Uh, Gary Schlafly is out here saying that Merrick Garland is a liar. Merrick Garland said that David Weiss can bring any charges anywhere he wants. And Gary Schlafly said, whoa, 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 wait a second. No, no, no. David Weiss told me personally that he could not, and he was stopped by the DOJ. Watch. Speaking of the Attorney General, uh, he was asked specifically about this. Mr. Weiss had, in fact, more authority than a special counsel would have. He has complete, he, has, he had and has complete authority, as I said, to bring a case anywhere he wants in his discretion. But you're saying, this, he's saying that wasn't the case. Look, you know, the, I presented the facts to the House Ways and Means Committee, and uh, they're corroborated. And another whistleblower says the same thing. So, um, you know, there is a disparity there, but um, I was there. I remember it, and, and I can vouch for uh, exactly what's written there today is what happened. Speaking of uh, what's written today, what does the IRS whistleblower Gary Schlapley, American hero, have to say about Hunter Biden's WhatsApp messages? Remember, Hunter Biden's sitting there and being like, my father's right next to me. I need your money to the Chinese, right? What does he think about this? Was he able to bring that evidence into trial? Was he able to look through that evidence and then move on to Joe Biden? Oh, 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 oh. oh I think you know the answer. And I think you know exactly why these treason crimes are going to be pretty easy to charge. Go. We went back to the uh, prosecutors and we requested to take various investigative steps. And they were not supported. Uh, and, th and when they weren't supported, they said, well, maybe he wasn't co-located with him. So, well, we, we can take investigative steps to, uh, to, to see if that happened. Right. And they didn't support anything uh, in relation to that, to that effort. And it's consistent with their ongoing theme of, of, of not allowing us to pursue or ask questions about President Biden, the big guy.
So you were clearly prevented. You felt it. You documented it. You knew it. Yeah, that's correct. And, and throughout the investigation, I was documenting uh, various issues as they arose and to include the search warrants that weren't allowed to be done. What happened with that? Between April and June of 2020, we, uh, we drafted an affidavit to execute search warrant in a couple different locations. And the prosecutors at the time stated that probable cause had been achieved. But as we, we moved closer to the election, um, it just seemed like they kept putting it on the back burner and they eventually didn't allow us to do that search warrant, even though the legal requirements to execute that search warrant were met. You pay your taxes? Whew, you better. You better. 87,000 new IRS agents? You better pay your taxes. Man, I'll tell you what, running a small business, uh, we... We pay so much money in just making sure that we file everything correctly and do everything correctly because if they wish to, they will crush you. A lot of people spend a lot of years in prison not paying their taxes. doesn't matter how famous you are. In fact, Wesley Snipes, I mean, he was one of the most famous actors in uh, in America. Wesley Snipes do, doing hard time for not paying his taxes. And Wesley Snipes didn't pay the same negligence amount that the Bidens have. Now, what do I mean by that? Because you're like, oh, Benny, I looked at the reports. The Bidens didn't pay on a million bucks in tax. Okay, they had a million dollars. They didn't pay tax on a million dollars. Uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. Say the magic word. The IRS whistleblower says it's actually nearly $10 million, which anyone will tell you, 50% of that would be multi-millions in taxes that the Bidens owe the federal government. Hmm. Well, maybe uh, no more bailouts for Ukraine or students. Maybe you should look at bailing yourself out, Joe. Uh, the IRS whistleblower saying, no, this is actually the number that the Bidens owe in taxes that they cheated the federal government out of. And as far as following the money, did you get that far down the investigative track? Concerning Hunter Biden, I feel like we have a very good grasp on, on the income flows. Yes. And is it millions? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It was it was around eight point three million in from twenty fourteen to twenty nineteen. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. And as far as the president's involvement in that? So that's kind of the crux of, of one of the issues here is that we weren't allowed to ask questions about dad. We weren't allowed to ask about the big guy. We weren't allowed to in, include uh, uh, certain names and document requests and search warrants. So, um, you know, we were precluded from following that line of questioning. Very important. I mean, we're playing you a lot of Brett Bear clips here, but this is the first time that that whistleblower has been on Fox News. This is the first time they, they gave him a ton of time. He revealed an enormous amount of information. This happened a day ago. We had too much. We had too much happening and we had to celebrate. And we had to celebrate our W's. This has been a, a lot of wins in a row, thanks to Donald Trump's Supreme Court. And now you can see why they must stop Donald Trump from ever being president ever again. Uh, the damage to their agenda uh, is profound and excruciating for these demons as they scream and as they writhe because Christians have free speech rights. And they can't just give goodies to their favorite little... Uh, yeah, uh, uh, enclave of communists in academia and so forth, and also institutional racism. Man, I'm like losing track of all the wonderful things that have happened. Somebody who doesn't lose track is Jim Jordan saying, we are bringing in the witnesses. It will happen. Go. 
60% of the country thinks there's a double standard at the Justice Department, Sean. They think that because there is. Anyone with common sense can see this. Why did the assistant U.S. attorney there working for David Weiss, why did she tip off the Hunter Biden lawyers saying when, when, the day before they were going to interview people? Why did she say no to a search warrant for the storage unit that they wanted to go? Part of just a normal investigation, she said no to that search warrant. Why did she say you couldn't ask questions when you were doing interviews as part of this investigation about Joe Biden and you couldn't use the term the big guy? Why all that? Why, why did they do all that? Something is not going right here. Everyone, I think, sees that. And it's why we're going to bring in three U.S. attorneys. We, we got to come in and we got to talk to three U.S. attorneys. We got to talk to a number of assistant U.S. attorneys and a number of people who worked in the FBI who were all part of this, this now somewhat, I think, famous meeting on October 7th, 2022, the red line meeting, as, uh, as the whistleblower has talked about. So we got our work to do. We're going to do it. Kevin McCarthy straight up saying I'm going to impeach Garland now. If, in fact, Merrick Garland, our attorney general, lied and that Mr. Weiss said what he said, and we have six people sending contemporaneous notes would prove that, in fact, Weiss said this, that he did not have the authority that the attorney general testified to under oath before Congress. Is that perjury, sir? Well, it's lying to Congress, yes. And that, what I said earlier, someone has lied here. If we find that Garland has lied to Congress, we will start impeachment inquiry. But you have to understand what we found out. First of all, I've got to thank these three chairmen. What Jim Jordan, what Comer has done, what Jason Smith has done, we wouldn't know any of this if we didn't win the majority. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting closer. It is good. It is joyous. It is Friday. We are being joined by Alan Dershowitz. Uh, momentarily to talk about all of this. We are very excited to have uh, Dersh on the show again. Uh, legendary attorney, a member of the Harvard faculty, <laughs> still a professor at Harvard, so we're going to ask him about affirmative action. Uh, but we really want to talk about prosecutorial misconduct. Check this out. Tony Bobolinsky was not even asked to testify. What? Hunter Biden business partner Bobolinsky offered to testify to Delaware grand jury, DOJ never returned his calls. Republicans say blocking associate as a key witness is more evidence of the cover-up. The attorney for Bobolinsky reached out to Weiss, David Weiss, regarding a, a potential participation in the criminal probe. He never heard back. Oh, okay, got it. I got the murder suspect weapon, DNA, and witnesses all here for you, and the prosecutor doesn't look at any of them? No, that's prosecutorial misconduct. We have the tape. A Bobolinsky saying, I'm going to I'm going to testify. I'm going to do it. Watch. Meanwhile, Fox News Digital reports that Hunter Biden's ex-business associate, Tony Bobolinsky, reached out to U.S. Attorney David Weiss, offering to testify before the grand jury. He never heard back from Weiss's office. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, we only trust one man to come on the program and to be here for us. We'll always bring you people that are experts, ladies and gentlemen. We'll always bring you the ones who are here uh, to illuminate and elucidate for us better than we could for you. I don't claim to be a lawyer. I have lawyers. I'm very happy I have lawyers, but I don't claim to be one. Uh, but we try as hard as we can to bring you uh, the best of the best, the guys who can actually deliver real context in situations like this. And thankfully, because of you, because of the Benny Brigade, well, we are able to pull some damn good guests. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, 
Harvard Law Professor, Legal Expert Extraordinaire, Alan Dershowitz. Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz. Uh, professor, I gotta begin with this ruling against Harvard at the Supreme Court, 6-3, dominant decision. Uh, your take? Well, it's an interesting decision because it was written by six conservatives with three liberals dissenting. And the decision is a liberal decision. It's a decision that Justice Douglas, the most liberal Supreme Court justice, supported. I wrote in favor of this decision almost 50 years ago. And many liberals have for years called for ending the use of race in affirmative action. And this finally brings about the liberal, the right, the just, the equal, the constitutional, the moral result. Nobody should ever, ever be judged by the color of their skin alone. And that's what the Supreme Court has unequivocally declared. Is this gonna make you uh, very popular inside the faculty lounge? <laughs> I'm not, my popularity could decrease very much more than it is already. <laughs> Truth about uh, the Justice Department, about Trump, about Biden. But um, if I cared about that, I wouldn't have spent uh, 50 years uh, teaching with tenure. Thankfully, with tenure, I could tell the truth without being worried about being fired. Now, all I have to worry about is not being, you know, invited to speak in libraries or to speak at universities. But I'm old enough to continue to want to speak the truth, whatever it turns out to be, without regard for political correctness. I really want to get to the Bidens because you you certainly have been sort of a, a bell ringing of truth for that issue before uh, the courts right now. I want to talk about this plea deal. But one more question on affirmative action. This does seem as though it is... Uh, very common sense. It seems as though I want to be judged by the content of my character, not the color of my skin. Those words are emblazoned in the Lincoln Memorial. This seems very common sense, yet you have Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, Joe Biden uh, rushing out in order to say that the Supreme Court isn't a normal court. Those are dangerous words from the president, no? They are dangerous words and they're wrong words. Um, this was the right decision. It may have been decided by people who you wouldn't expect to decide it, but uh, it's the liberal approach. It should be the approach that all Americans support. I would vague, I would bet that the vast, vast majority of Americans support this result. They don't want to be judged by the color of their skin. Uh, take two cases. I mean, the Supreme Court says quite correctly, admission to Harvard is a zero-sum game. For everybody who's given preference, somebody's given a lack of preference. Mm -hmm. Take two candidates for admission. One is black, his father is a federal judge, his mother runs a hedge fund, uh, fanciest schools, best education, best health care. Um, uh, but he has uh, somewhat lower grades than a white candidate who grew up in Appalachia, mother died of a, uh, a drug overdose, father was an alcoholic who left, went to a poor public school, but really aced everything, did well and had better grades than the uh, black applicant. Under today's approach, the black applicant gets advantage and the white applicant gets turned away because of the black applicant, because it's a zero sum game. That's just wrong. It's immoral. It's unconstitutional. It just is dead wrong. And people should not be given an advantage or a disadvantage by the fact that their parents happen to be of one color or another color or of one religion rather than another religion. Let's remember Harvard for years had a policy of discriminating against Jews. And even when I graduated Yale Law School, 
I have to brag a little. First in my class, editor-in-chief of the Yale Law Journal, Supreme Court Law Clerk, turned down by 32 out of 32 Wall Street firms. And not because no. they didn't dress well. Because they weren't hiring Jews. And Harvard wasn't taking Jews. And they weren't taking Catholics. And particularly ethnic Catholics. You could count mm -hmm. the number of Irish. You know, we all know that the Kennedys went to Harvard. But that was a rare thing. Irish mm -hmm. Catholics and, and Italian Catholics were discriminated against, just as Asian Americans were discriminated against. And Harvard had the chutzpah to argue, and it was pointed out in the opinion, to say, look, we have a right to discriminate based on race because we were so bad in the past. We were so discriminatory in the past that we now have an obligation to make it up. And Chief Justice Roberts said, wait, wait, let me understand that argument. You're saying that the worse the school was in the past, the more rights they have now to correct that wrong by imposing a new wrong on a different group of people, and he rejected it. I, the Constitution rejects it, right? Yeah. So as, as somebody regularly comes on our show and we appreciate it, you have, you're not wearing it today, but you have your Constitution ties. We love those. Well, <laughs> it's like the Constitution rejects racism. If I yeah. were wearing a tie, this would be it, the Bill of Rights. They, and the Supreme Court also rejected an argument that's been made, particularly made by uh, Justice Jackson. Uh, saying, look, the 14th Amendment doesn't apply to people like you and me. Uh, the 14th Amendment was written only for black people, only for people who had been horribly enslaved. No, the 14th Amendment was written for everybody. And it provides for equal protection of the law. And the best interpretation of it, of course, was given by Martin Luther King in the statement that you uh, made. I dream of a day. I was there. I was actually there. I think it was August 8th. 1963, I was just beginning my law clerkship, and I heard him say those words. Uh, wow. I, I dream of a day when my children will be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And that's what the Supreme Court case says. Uh, because you mentioned it, you said that you think the majority of Americans agree with you. That's a fact. MSNBC and Washington Post has a poll up stating here that uh, within the margin of error, every single racial group agrees with you that racism is wrong. Every single group, all white, black, Hispanic and Asian. Yeah, and no, it doesn't surprise me because people want to be judged by their merits. People don't want to be judged by the color of their skin or the religion of their parents or uh, the gender. Uh, people want to be judged by who they are. People work very hard to accomplish things, and uh, they don't want to be judged by other people's accomplishments or other people's lack of accomplishments. They want to be judged by their own merits, and that's why the vast majority of Americans support the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution. I, I wish more justices of the Supreme Court did that. Yep. Final question on this topic. Do you think it's a fundamental mistake for Democrats to go so hard in the paint against this decision? Do you think this they, is a bad look? It not only is that, it's bad politically, and they're not going to do it. Uh, you're going to hear people who are out of office, like the Obamas. You're going to see the president who feels he has an obligation to do this. But I would say a lot of Democrats are going to remain silent. A lot of Democrats are going to quietly support this. Mm. So there are a lot of Democrats who probably don't silently support what's happening to the current president right now. Uh, they are actually quite against the investigations going on. You have sounded off on the plea deal that Hunter Biden has struck with the Department of Justice, saying that that should be invalidated. Can you elucidate for us why? 
Because we don't know whether or not there was an adequate investigation. Um, the Attorney General of the United States said he um, that uh, Mr. Weiss would have complete authority to investigate everything that occurred anywhere in the United States. And then Weiss apparently told people, no, I was restricted. I wanted to investigate uh, D.C. I wanted to investigate um, California. And they said, no, I couldn't do it. So if I'm the judge, I call both Garland and Weiss and I say, you can't both be right. Who is right? Was there a full investigation? And if there wasn't, go back and investigate and come back to me with a deal based on a complete investigation, not on an investigation that was artificially limited. So as you just detailed for us, I mean, you've sort of witnessed American politics up close for a long time. You were at the Martin Luther King speech. I didn't know that. You've seen politics at play for a while. As you've watched these Hunter Biden text messages come out, these WhatsApps about the Chinese energy conglomerate, and I am sitting next to my father, I've got to get my money, get me my money, we're going to hold a grudge against you. I mean, th this really does smack of political bribery on its face, uh, the most base political corruption, does it not? Of Hunter Biden. Now, the question yes. is, was he lying when he said his father was sitting next to him? Was he writing, maybe his father was sitting next to him and didn't see, or was his father aware? That's the first question that I would ask Hunter Biden when he's called in front of congressional committees, and he will be, uh, and he really can't plead the fifth if, if, his, if his case is now over. And so the first question is, was your father sitting next to you or were you lying? I think he'll say he was lying. Um, or if he was sitting next to you, did he actually know what you were saying? He'll say probably no. Um, it's gonna be hard to call President Biden, but there's no reason not to call Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden has written this very, very incriminating WhatsApp. So moments ago, Jim Jordan, James Comer, and Jason Smith requested that Attorney General Garland make DOJ employees, including David Weiss, available for a transcribed right. interview before the judiciary. Uh, this seems like it is uh, amplifying and accelerating in the tactics by the Republican-led House to investigate here. Uh, do you think this is going to happen? Do you think I they're going to let David Weiss sit for an interview? I hope so. Look, there is a systemic problem in this country. Uh, when I grew up, the heroes were the FBI. They're still my heroes. I love FBI agents who I've worked with. They've been fantastic. The problem with the FBI, unfortunately, goes beyond uh, the Trump and the Biden cases. I'm involved in another case involving Keith Raniere. You may know about that, where we have experts now who have said that the FBI or somebody else in law enforcement may have tampered with recordings and and framed somebody for a crime. And we're looking at uh, having a hearing to try to uh, get to that as well. Um, the American public has lost a lot of faith in the American criminal justice system. We have to restore that faith. One suggestion I've made is to have a commission like the 9-11 Commission look into the whole problem of the FBI, the Justice Department, and come up with some reasonable systemic solutions, nonpartisan, that could apply across the board, not just to these cases. Final question here. Bribery is one of the impeachable high crimes in the Constitution. As the foremost constitutional scholar in this country, your thoughts on impeachment being on the table, clearly it is for Garland, as was announced earlier this week with McCarthy. Final thoughts. Well, as you know, I believe impeachment can only be done if a person commits treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. And that includes, obviously, bribery. It also includes extortion. It also mm -hmm. includes attempted extortion. 
And so we have to look hard to see whether there's any plausible case. Now, just because somebody says something doesn't make it true. I think we need to see the evidence, but if the evidence is there, then uh, people should pursue whatever the remedies the Constitution permits. They shouldn't, however, try to impeach people like uh, Brobard is trying to impeach the current president on the grounds of dereliction of duty or abuse of power. Those aren't constitutionally acceptable uh, criteria, but bribery certainly is. Uh, thank you, Professor, so very much for being with us. We know you're one of the busiest, busiest guys right now. Huge Thanks. news cycle. Your insight is always appreciated. Godspeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ooh, interesting, uh, interesting interviews there. So Alan Dershowitz making a little bit of news saying that, uh, yeah, if you can prove Joe Biden uh, committed treason, then you got to beat the guy. If you can improve that he has broken the Constitution and broken our laws, then you got to impeach the guy. You got to go. Even though Dersh is there saying, um, yeah, I voted for Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. I'm a lifelong Democrat. Yikes. Saying it doesn't make him very popular in the uh, staff lounge at Harvard and saying that uh, he himself uh, doesn't care about his popularity. Also, I uh, have uh, noticed, noticing, obviously, the uh, chat is uh, before us. That Alan Dershowitz, not a particularly popular, uh, not a particularly popular individual. Uh, we do our best here. We do our best here to bring you the people who can sound off in an expert capacity and who you may at times disagree with. And we we're probably going to be doing a little bit more of that, um, having a little more debate. I think that that's good for the country, pushing back a little bit more. Um, but I, I like having the, a show that has such a broad reach that er, people from all sides and all parts of the tacosphere and the chatosphere and the politosphere, uh, can come on here and can feel as though, uh, they're not going to be assaulted, right? Or maligned by grifters that they're actually going to have like legitimate questions asked via their, uh, pursued, uh, paths of expertise. So I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. It's good. I, I, I know that some guests are not going to be your favorite. I think feel like it's good also, though, to continue to, like, expand our reach and cast our net. Okay? So that's what, we're, that's what we are doing here at the Benny Brigade. Ladies and gentlemen, we are also calling out people that poop their pants on national TV. And that happened yesterday with Joe Biden. So Joe Biden did, in fact, uh, defecate into his pants on national TV. That's what I think. So a lot of people said in my uh, mentions, I feel like it would be an important thing to uh, to leave you with today. Um, the fact that this happened and the fact that our Lord and Savior uh, does like humbling the proud and the powerful uh, had happened. It happened a lot throughout the uh, scriptures. And so, ladies and gentlemen, um, here's Joe Biden during a interview on MSNBC waddling off uh, with his like sort of. Uh, uh, wobbling off like with his trousers in tow uh, in the middle of a live interview, okay? So you ain't supposed to do this. Joe Biden is a fossil. Jo there are dinosaur bones that are younger than Joe Biden. and He's been through a million of these. He knows you're not supposed to get up and just wander off during an interview. So what the hell is going on here? I'll let you decide. Watch. Congratulations. <laughs> I said I'd be a president for every American, whether they voted for me or not. Well, and, and the ones that didn't vote for your bills, but run on them. Them That's too. right. <laughs> Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate it's great it. to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Um, we'll have reaction and analysis to everything we just heard from the president. We'll be- okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, that wasn't good. You can see Biden wandering off in the background. What happens if a guy? What happens? What happens if like I'm do- like I'm doing an interview and somebody just wanders through my shot? I'd be pissed. Everyone knows that's not the way it's supposed to work. But everyone also knows that this is not the way that a human brain is supposed to work. In a 60-second clip, everyone's playing that clip. We played that clip. We thought it was really funny. Um, But in a 60-second clip from that softball interview, Joe Biden's brain just turns directly into applesauce. Joe Biden saying that we fought a war in 1960 to, to free the slaves? Joe Biden misquoting the Constitution. Remember, he swears to uphold the Constitution, misquoting the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. Ooh, it's mush. You got to see it. Watch. And in that sense, it is uh, it is not as embracing of of all what I think. The, con- the Constitution says we hold these truths to be self. All men and women are created equal, endowed by their creator. It's the uniqueness of America. We never fully lived up to it. We never walked away from it. And... This court seems to say that, no, that's not always the case. The idea there's no right of privacy in the Constitution, giving states power that we fought a war over in 1960. Um, You know, I I just think it's, um, this is not your father's Republican Party. Not your father's Republican Party. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, this is not your father's Democrat Party or your grandfather's Democrat Party or your great-great-grandfather's Democrat Party. And if you doubt me, if you're saying, Ben, you're just making potty humor, you are uh, just trying to make fun of Joe Biden, saying that he's wearing Depends and he had to waddle off stage, uh, I present to you, directly from the Queen's Court, a story about Camilla Parker Bowles uh, being unable to stop stop talking about Joe Biden's long fart. Yes, directly from the pages of the New York Post, but also the New York Times and the Daily Mail. President Biden let out a long, loud fart while speaking to the Duchess of Cornwall at the climate summit. Camilla Parker Bowles, who's now the queen, hasn't stopped talking about the 78-year-old's long fart. The pair were talking, small talk, at the global climate summit when the president broke wind, according to an informed source. It was long, and it was loud, and it was impossible to ignore. Camilla cannot stop talking about it. This was Joe Biden uh, at a renewable energy conference proving that he himself could be the source of renewable gas, a unlimited supply of natural gas. Uh, And maybe this is Joe Biden just proving that he could solve global warming himself. Maybe that's what they were selling to the Chinese. We may never know. That's why we must investigate, ladies and gentlemen. We must investigate. We will also... Of course, bring you not just the truth of Joe Biden's long farts, but but the real truth, the true truth. I'm not saying the story's a lie; it's been reported, as they say. But regardless of what you believe happened with Joe Biden as he waddled off in a panic uh, on the MSNBC interview, regardless of what you believe, the gossip of the Queen's court and so forth, Queen Queen and King's court, ladies and gentlemen. We'll bring you truth from the actual king. And that is our verse of the day. From 1 Peter 5. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has calmed you, 
who has called you into his eternal glory in Christ, correction there, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Ooh, after you have suffered a little while. I love the part of that verse because what it says is that we must suffer. Suffering is a part of becoming a man. Suffering is a part of becoming an adult. Suffering is a part of becoming a good parent. Suffering is a part of childhood. It's a part of all life. It's, it's promised to us. And so this idea that we're supposed to like live in this perfect America where we conquer everything and own everything and run everything, that is not reality. Not only that, that is not what you have been promised by your creator. You've been promised that you must go through the fire. You must. You must march onward when the fire is before you. God's grace will pull you through. Your glory in Christ is eternal. And he will restore you, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Ladies and gentlemen, as we head into holiday weekend here, we got the 4th of July coming up. I'm very excited about that. It's a, uh, that's, a, that's our second favorite holiday. Christmas is our first favorite holiday, the second favorite holiday on this program. We just want to say we hope that you are strengthened, confirmed, and established, and restored this weekend. Let us restore America. Let us restore the morality of this nation, the promise of this nation, and let us continue to fight ever onward. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Benny. This is The Benny Show. See ya.